Frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. Um, so essentially what this um, public-private partnership at the WEF is pushing for is for every person's access to the internet to be tied to a digital ID uh, or a government-issued ID, but presumably a digital ID just because of where government-issued ID programs are all uh, going essentially around the world. People aren't necessarily going to consent to that unless... Uh, they are made to believe that anonymity and privacy online are dangerous. So um, how exactly can you convince people that that needs to happen? Well, you have some sort of event where anonymous hackers um, do something online that causes major disruption globally, and then the consent can be manufactured through fear and panic, as, as is often done, uh, that anonymity and privacy needs to be eliminated, that we need to know exactly who is doing what online to prevent a calamity of that scale from ever happening again. And this is the exact solution that these guys have been cooking for a very long time. Hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. It was actually a very shocking result to us that there's a very few number of substations you need to take out uh, in the entire United States to knock out the entire grid. Knock out the entire grid? That's correct. How many would it take to knock out putting the entire country in a blackout? Less than 20. That report was from 2013, and it actually found the number was even lower. Nine. Taking out just nine critical substations could black out the whole country. This was a huge cyber attack in the panicked early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, targeting a $1.8 trillion government agency. The truth of it has never been reported. This is the Department of Health and Human Services, and on March 16, 2020, they were going to full remote work. Network operators had to adjust all their firewall and security settings to allow hundreds of thousands of new unknown connections into their network. So they had to scale down their security all at the same time. And that's when the attack struck. China's preparing for war with the United States. Uh, the, the strategy here is that they want to be able to invade Taiwan. They're worried that the United States will project military power from bases in Hawaii and the continental United States to Asia to defend Taiwan. And so what China's trying to do is to do these cyber intrusions, lay in wait, and at the right moment, attack ports, attack water supply, attack uh, energy supplies uh, to prevent the United States from projecting military power forward. CCP Tide Group is quietly fueling U.S.-based climate initiatives, tax violence. And it goes through. The group's wanting to shut off fossil fuels, shut down the coal plants, CCP funded, Saudi Arabian funded. And they have their buddies in our government that are heavily invested there as the middlemen. They're shipping what's left of our jobs overseas. They're making announcements all over the country. No more money for building traditional roads. They're building roads just for EVs in Florida. The road itself will charge electric vehicles. If you have an electric vehicle and you have the right equipment attached, you will be able to uh, charge as you're driving. That dynamic charging is a pilot program. So at first, it'll only work for the fleet of test electric vehicles. But the end goal is for the expressway to charge all types of EVs. And I think when, when this is done, this will be a leadership model for the, for the rest of the world. And they're putting power cables under the road, but don't worry, they said it's coming to a road near you. And they're going to do it on regular roads, so you don't have to pull over and charge. You just drive down the highway while all that radiation 
Same stuff comes out of power lines that makes people sick on record. So we're charging at 131 kilowatts here at a DC fast charger. And up close to the cable, we're getting a little bit higher, but that's very close. Meanwhile, this ties into it. Texas power plants have no responsibility to provide electricity in emergencies. Justices rule. The decision now leaves the families of those who died during 2021 when the feds ordered the power not to be boosted. We have a nuclear power plant offline. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cover more of this later on in the transmission because it all ties into what they tested with COVID and then the whole man-made climate change myth agenda. It's all about a corporate world government social credit score where the controlling apparatus to buy and sell and participate in the economy and everything else is all about if you have good behavior, see, it's not about freedom. That has to go. Crushed in the housing market. We are getting crushed in the automobile market. We are getting crushed in our grocery bills. They're sitting here attacking you, attacking your economy, attacking your culture, attacking your borders. And then they say you're inhumane. Two of the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And the next topic of discussion is not one for the faint of heart or the faint of mind. And really, it's a cultural issue that not many people want to be honest about. And so we're going to dive into this. We're going to do a a really deep dive into this and some of the sordid details of it. And that is the porn industry. Now, generally speaking, as far as the debate of should porn be illegal, I I tend to err on the side of freedom and just say there's nothing you can do to stop it anyway. However, I think culturally we should be against it. And clearly it has penetrated our culture to such an extent where now these websites are the most visited on earth. And I think I would be remiss not to encourage specifically young men in the audience now to avoid it at all costs. It's bad for your mind. It's bad for your body. And I'll just leave it at that for now to avoid a lecture. But our next guest has gone undercover inside of the porn industry and one of the biggest porn manufacturing institutions on the planet, and that's Pornhub. Her name is Arden Young. She's testified before Congress about some of her findings, and she joins me now. Um, Arden, here's how I kind of want to do this for the the hour, if you can. I'd like to first just get into general questions about your activities as an undercover journalist to get a better understanding of that. And then I'd like to get into some of the details, the alarming details in which you're sharing on your Twitter account, of which the group you're working with, Sound Investigations, is also raising the alarm on. But to kind of just get a better idea of how this expose began, let's talk about your work as an undercover journalist. How did you come up with this idea or or how was this idea promoted to you? How is it you were able to get such admissions from these executives that are quite shocking, I would say? You made some jokes on your social media about how shocked you were and how hard it was to maintain uh, character, if you will, 
uh, getting some of these revelations. So, so just kind of go into the background about your undercover work and, and what it was like uh, going into these institutions and getting this undercover footage. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I can't take the full credit for having this idea to investigate Pornhub specifically. It was actually a friend of mine who founded Sound Investigations. We worked together as a two-person team, and um, he actually read a New York Times article of all things in 2020 called The Children of Pornhub that detailed victims' uh, efforts to get their abuse material taken down off of Pornhub, much of it was underage. Um, one of the girls featured in the article was only 14 years old when sexual videos of her were monetized on Pornhub. So Pornhub did not take those videos down for a very, very long time. Some of those videos, I believe, are still up there um, just due to the nature of the Internet. Uh, and it's very hard to get ahead and get all the abuse taken down. So um, we decided to investigate Pornhub because we had a hunch that these types of things were still happening and maybe more illegal things behind the scenes. That's what we wanted to prove if it was true. And we did prove that. Uh, I went undercover and recorded the number seven employee to ever be hired at Pornhub. He's been there for 11 years now. His name is Mike Farley. And he admits that there is not proper age and consent verification for the pornographic uploads going up, that many times they don't have the consent of the person in the video. And there's actually no way to prove consent in a lot of these videos just because of how they're recorded, who's uploading them. Many times videos don't contain a face, so either the face is cut off or obscured in some way in the video, and there's just no way to verify who it is and if they consent or how old they are. Um, so we have a plethora of that information out there, and we also confirm that for the pornographic ads going up on the site, uploaded by advertisers who are paying um, ALO, the parent company of Pornhub, they're not verifying age and consent for those either. And they're also not reporting to law enforcement when underage videos are uploaded. Quickly, what do we know about the parent company? Yeah, the parent company is now called ALO, used to be called MindGeek. Um, it was rebranded to ALO earlier this year. But what we know about it is that it purports itself to be a tech company. In reality, its business is pornography. It owns hundreds of pornography websites, not only Pornhub, other tube sites as well, and pornographic studios. So they write porn, they shoot porn, porn they produce porn, and they distribute it across all of their platforms. Um, they own Reality Kings, they own Brazzers. Uh, they own other sites like that. They own TransAngels, Men.com, um, lots of different pornographic websites. The list goes on. So they this is essentially, the, the, this is basically the kingpin of this type of content. And I mean, yes. what, what, I guess the people that run this, um, they have no shame or, I mean, what's their goal? Just to make money? It, that's what it seems like. All the admissions I got while I was undercover from ALO employees was that the goal was to make money. One of the guys even said, with great liability comes great profits. And he was talking within the context of not verifying properly if someone in a pornographic video was of age and consented to being in that video. 
So it's just something that according to these employees, they're willing to take the risk on. And even according to Mike Farley, who's a senior employee there, who you see on the screen right now, and he even brought these lack of verification issues up to the head executives there. And according to him, he was told to F off and shut up about them. So they wouldn't get in trouble. So, so he had concerns. And when he brought it to the higher ups, they said to shut up. Yeah, according to him, he was concerned enough about it to actually record the meeting to have on the record that he's not the one to fail that failed to address the issues. Yeah. Now, where is the best source if people want to watch these videos? Because I want to just spend the time with you uh, hearing your story here and what you think is the most important aspects of this. But if people want to go watch your undercover videos, what is the best source for them to see this? Definitely my Twitter. So if you go to my Twitter, Arden underscore young underscore in the highlights tab, I've put all the undercover videos there. There are seven total of them. Um, and I think we're going to release a couple other just kind of bonus clips as well in the near future. So we have a lot of undercover footage. I think in total, it's like about an hour of undercover footage. And I think I recorded around a dozen ALO employees admitting to different things. I mean, we even had a content moderator employee saying that she was told to judge whether someone was underage in a video or not on whether they were wearing makeup or had a piercing or had a tattoo. And, um, you know, as a girl who grew up as a 13 year old girl, I was wearing makeup at that age. I even faked a belly piercing of my own at that age just because I wanted to look older. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. So it's really disturbing that if I had been recorded at 13 years old wearing makeup in my belly piercing, that I would have passed through their content moderation system. Like that's really, really concerning. So you're saying that there were basically measurements or, or understandings of how girls could, could get through the age verification, just the eye test? Yeah, so when they were told to review this video, review a video in front of them, maybe she looks super young, they were told that, oh, is, is she wearing makeup? Well, then she's over 18. Or does she have a piercing? Oh, then she must be over 18. And, and that's just not a reliable verification process. That's horrible. I mean, she said she would get calls from girls all the time saying, hey, this is me. Take this down. I did not consent to being in this ad. Um, and people will find themselves up there all the time without knowing. We're getting more and more reports of people, even under age. We're up to break here. Girls. I, I want to pick this up on the other side and talk about the issue with taking advantage of vulnerable girls. Because I would imagine that gets done a lot in this industry. I mean, hell, we used to see it in television ads, late night TV ads they used to do this. We'll be right back with Arden Young. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious and you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are. And that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity. 
and then there's mass sterilization that's already taken place. And they're cutting off all the major energy sources. is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around. Because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Please listen to me very carefully. If you don't have enough vitamin D3 in your body, which particularly happens in the winter months because sun and your skin produce vitamin D3 naturally, if you don't have enough vitamin D in your body, you will get viral infections and the viruses will replicate in your body. That's the number one cause of viral infection and viral replication and illness. Vitamin D3 is so incredibly important. We have the highest quality organic vitamin D3 back in stock, winter sun, for 40% off with free shipping and double Patriot points for the new year. So this 2024, do the right thing. Protect yourself, protect your family. Get winter sun at InfoWarsStore.com and then more importantly, take it. It's the highest quality. Winter Sun, 40% off, free shipping, double Patriot points, InfoWarsStore.com. But whatever you do, get vitamin D3, organic, and take it. Vitamin D3 is beyond critical. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com today. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Undercover journalist Arden Young is my guest, and I intend to, later on in the interview, talk more about the undercover process because I've obviously talked to, met a lot of undercover journalists in, in my career as a reporter, talk show host, and journalist. And, um, but but what, what she did is a lot different than uh, going undercover with some of these lefty and, and, and liberal institutions that are doing crazy stuff. Uh, this is kind of some different work. But, uh, Arden, I want to talk about an issue we were getting into at the end of the last segment, and that's the vulnerability of young women and how they take advantage of them, specifically in this industry. And it seems like, I guess, the people at the top almost uh, promote that or maybe they, you know, kind of turn turn their head to the side and act like they don't see it. Uh, Talk about that kind of activity in this industry. Yeah, so I think the executives at the top of a huge corporation like Pornhub are just trying to play the plausible deniability card with this underage abuse content that is being monetized on these websites. So they want to play the plausible deniability card and claim immunity over whatever's uploaded onto their platforms under Section 230. So they've done a lot of work to try to group themselves in to platforms like Facebook and Twitter and just the big tech platforms in general because they want that 230 immunity. Um, But really the reality is that Pornhub and its parent company, it's it's a pornography company. That's what they do. They do everything from producing to distributing to advertising pornography. They even at one point had a VPN to help people get better access to pornography or get anonymous access to pornography. Um, So everything they do revolves around pornography. So I don't think they can claim that 230 immunity. Um, I really think that's what's going on here. One of our more controversial releases that you'll see, it was our sixth video. We do um, have an employee there, a senior employee, saying that they purposefully uh market 
LGBTQ, trans, bi, gay content to historically straight viewers to see if they can, quote, convert them in a marketing sense to be a buyer of that type of material. Um, so that is kind of, that calls into question more of like a social engineering type of, I, I guess, you know, involvement that they might have. But I really do think that's also them just trying to capitalize on the same person more times on a wider variety of content. So I think the goal here is money. Um, I don't, I can't speak to anything going on really, really high up at the top with other motivations they might have, but the money itself, that motivation is bad enough because they're willing to overlook anything, even abuse. Did anything ever come up in these conversations? And I think you have a, I'm not sure how many undercover videos you've released. Uh, obviously, at least six. You just mentioned your sixth video. I think you have four or five individuals on camera talking about this stuff as well. Was anything ever mentioned about competition with these new upstarts like OnlyFans? Because when when you think about it, I mean, porn is really a drug, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. People are addicted to it. You can see how popular these sites are. I mean, my guess is Pornhub is if not in the top 10, probably close to the top 10 websites in America every year. That's a cultural issue. But did, do they ever bring up like competition with these new sites and, and how to try to get that traffic back? And does that cause some sort of a desperation for them to maybe engage in some of these behaviors you've described? You know, they didn't mention competition with OnlyFans specifically. Um one of their traffic junkie employees, which is their ads platform, like an internal ads platform they have, um, they do sell like uh, sell ads to OnlyFans girls or OnlyFans managers. And what this employee did say was that they could have some, you know, creepy manager of underage OnlyFans girls, and they would never know that um, that's the ads that were being run on their platform, which is concerning. But as far as competition. They own so many companies. They basically have a monopoly over North American pornography that they're almost their own competition in many ways. And uh, we saw these admissions from Dylan Rice, who's a senior scriptwriter for a lot of the ALO websites. And what he said was that these studio-produced uh, websites, like you have Brazzers, Reality Kings, Men.com, Sean Cody, those types of things, where the actors are... Um, you know, they're hired, they're confirmed that they're 18 plus and their consent is confirmed. Those are called like pay sites where the actors have to go through a 2257 process of being confirmed that they're over 18 and everything. Um, and then you have the tube sites like Pornhub where users upload and they actually view those two types of sites as competition for each other, which is why they don't want to start doing 2257 confirmations on a site like Pornhub where users are uploading. So they're not willing to do the due diligence on making sure everyone's of age, everyone consents, they have the documentation on that because they're creating their own competition. Well, this is actually stunning to me. I would think, considering the nature of the content I mean, the, the, the many different natures of it, the intimate nature, the uh, sordid nature, everything. I, I would expect them to be extra careful with that. I mean, obviously here at InfoWars, we're extra careful with who we hire. I'm sure Sound Investigations does very stringent uh, protocols on who they hire for obvious reasons. And, but 
you would think that they'd have the same thing in the adult film industry. You're telling me that's not the case? No. Um, when someone uploads to Pornhub, pretty much anyone can upload to Pornhub. You do have to well, submit yeah, your Biden. ID to be yeah, a verified user. However, there's so many different loopholes that someone can go around uh, to get around that. As well as, you know, there's an ongoing criminal case in the Eastern District of New York against Pornhub and its parent company, ALO, about one of their old content partners called Girls Do Porn, one of their top performing production company content partners. So there was mutual monetary um, benefit between this content partner and Pornhub. And this company was a sex trafficking, sex trafficking enterprise. They coerced raped, lured um, girls, some of which were contacted when they were underage to now, participate. Now, this, in... this came out in a court of law, correct? Yeah, it did. And um, ALO is currently facing criminal charges. They were able to negotiate a deferred prosecution of agreement with the Eastern District of New York recently. So now they're under a three-year probationary period where if they don't comply and if more underage trafficking content is found on their site, then um, their criminal charges will have to stay. But if they do comply in three years, then their criminal charges are dropped. So it is a slap on the wrist for Pornhub, um, unfortunately. But, you know, they are being criminally investigated. There is a new class action case against Pornhub coming out of Alabama for uh, child sex trafficking. So there are so many victims that this was actually able to be certified as a class action case, and we're gonna see how that goes. All right, our guest is Arden Young, undercover journalist, um, found out some disgusting details about how the adult film industry works behind the scenes. We're talking with her about that. You can find her undercover videos at Arden underscore Young underscore on Twitter or sound investigations.com 29 years on air all i've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist and i've done the best job i can to tell the truth and been accurate and we are on record as the most accurate there are and i've tried to sell products to fund ourselves unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people we don't do that we try to bring you products that really work and ladies and gentlemen i'm scared of this product it's so powerful this is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant, it energizes your cells, and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy, the strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants, it energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. It's time to take a stand. This is the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. All right, Arden Young is our guest here talking about her undercover work exposing some of the sordid details and nature of the adult film industry. And I've got a couple other questions for her here. Uh, quickly, did you ever hear anything about any of these 
companies or groups working with government institutions like the FBI or the CIA? I, I ask this because we obviously know sexual blackmail is a, a major thing that, that goes on in positions of power and, and politics and influence. Did you ever hear anything like that? I've heard whisperings here and there. Nothing I'm able to confirm for sure. Um, maybe that's the next step. Maybe that sound investigation should confirm details like that. That would take it to an even higher level. Uh, that's something I'd like to know myself. Because I, I can only imagine, I, I mean, not just, okay, maybe maybe people don't care if, if you are watching porn or not, but I mean, imagine with the technology, with cell phones everywhere and cameras everywhere. I mean, heck, people like Jeffrey Tubin can't even stop masturbating when the cameras are on him. So I, I couldn't imagine that uh, there's not major blackmail opportunities. Well, that'd be an interesting follow-up investigation. And, uh, you know, I'd like to ask you also, I want to try to phrase this the right way, um, but yeah. how far did your investigation go I, I mean we see you at at dinner and 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 i guess maybe mm -hmm. having drinks with with some of these individuals i mean were you ever in their studios were you ever in meetings with the executives or anything like that no uh when i met with the alo employees it was all in public places and i don't think i met with anyone more than twice so i think each subject you see that i recorded at like a restaurant say um, we did like a maximum of two in-person meetings with them and it was all in public places. We stayed in public for, for my safety. Now, did you feel like, cause it's not like, it's not like pornography is a new thing. I mean, magazines like Playboy and other things have been around for a long time, but it felt like they tried to maintain some level of class and dignity. Did you get any sense of that meeting with these individuals? Um, what do you mean? Like, were, were the, uh, employees I met with like respectful of, of me? Well, maybe that, I just mean like, did they present themselves like wanting to at least have a high standard of class or was it just like, yeah, oh. we're in the porn industry, you know, we don't care. You know, uh, I think some of them took pride in, you know, being part of the pornography industry because they believed it was like sexually very liberating. Um, but a couple of the employees, namely Mike Farley and Sean Moyer, expressed uh, kind of regretfulness that they were a part of this industry. They even used the term unethical to, to describe porn, Pornhub and porn in general. I, Mike Farley says it really well in, in video number seven, our last video that we released. He actually, you know, he admits pornography is a drug. It's addictive. Uh, he thinks it's harmful to society. He doesn't think it's healthy. And he doesn't know the implications of pornography. And he even references Jordan Peterson's view on pornography and mirrors it, that it's damaging to relationships. And if you think about your average man a thousand years ago, didn't have access to a thousand naked women at his fingertips at any point. So flash forward to present day, the average man has access to <laughs> millions of naked women at any point at his fingertips. What is this doing to the human psyche? What is it doing to society? Mike was posing all of those questions in a way that really surprised me to the point where we decided to release it just to showcase the hypocrisy of someone working in this industry for 11 years. He was one of the 
I would say like founding employees of Pornhub, he was number seven to ever be hired, posing these very, very deep questions and um, really having issues with pornography in general. Well, it sounds like, um, well, you said he did express regret. Has he reached out to you? Have you discussed this with him since the videos came out? No, not at all. As far as I know, um, Mike, Dylan, Sean, the three men I recorded, or actually four, plus Sill, um, they all still work there. Well, I'm actually stunned. I mean, obviously it's a lucrative industry, but... I'm sitting here looking at some of the stories that the crew is putting up. I see Pornhub paying $100 million here, $600 million there. I mean, these are astronomical numbers. How are they able to stay in business? I mean, how much money are these companies making? Uh, I mean, I know like the last year they reported their earnings publicly was 2021, and I think they reported $460 million in revenue. So, yeah, it's extremely lucrative. I believe they make most of their income from their ad money. So lots of people buy ads on Pornhub, um, various types of businesses. Even used to be pretty mainstream. I know that Heinz, um, the ketchup company, was advertising on Pornhub for a while. But yeah, I mean, Visa and MasterCard still do business with the parent company, Alo, on I think all of their pay sites. So it's very easy for people to give their money to a site like you know, Pornhub and its affiliated sites. So in other words, though, you've spoken to men that work in the adult industry on the on on the back end and they know it's destructive for men. They know it's it's essentially a drug. I mean, it has the same effects of a drug, the addiction, the dopamine response, making you numb to things. And I mean, we can get into the debate on whether it should be legal or not. But I mean, again, I, I don't want to get too uh, lecturous here. I'm not trying to wax, but I would just say to, to specifically young men, don't even start. Just avoid it at all costs. It's not worth it. And and the truth is, it it really will separate you. Men are sadly addicted to pornography, and the men that aren't have a gigantic edge over the men that are for many different reasons. Stronger minds, stronger bodies. I mean, I won't get into all the science. It's already out there, but it sounds like they know this internally. It sounds like they know this internally as well and um, from some of the longest standing employees. So it is, it's shocking. I, I was not expecting to get those types of admissions from the employees, um, but, but I did. And I thought it was my duty to publish it because I really do believe that how easy pornography is to access for people. And, and let's even not even talk about adults right now, just about children. Like we have adolescent kids watching pornography on a regular basis. And that is just not normal. That is harmful. And I honestly, I think it's criminal that a company should be allowed to function with absolutely no safeguards in place to keep a child off their website. Well, and I mean, maybe this is an argument to keep it off the internet because that's obviously where they access it. They can't go into... Uh, you know, an adult film store or something and purchase this stuff because they'll get ID'd and they'll obviously get rejected. But, you know, briefly, you're, you've been lately getting into these plans to have uh, implemented ID verification to access mm-hmm. this stuff on the Internet. Can you briefly talk about that before the break here? 60 seconds. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, more and more states now here in the U.S. are passing ID verification laws to access a pornography site as a viewer. So you have to put in your government ID to be able to prove your age to access the site. And that is a huge debate that involves free speech. But you know what? My view is that pornography has harmed enough children. And the truth is, without having to upload some type of identification that verifies that you're 18 and over and legally able to view pornography, um, I don't know, I don't think that falls under free speech. When when kids come into it and when it's breaking those types of laws that are so serious and that can do just an unimaginable amount of damage to a child, I think we all need to say, yeah, you know, I don't think it's too much to ask for me to prove my age. We buy alcohol, we get carted at bars. Um, it is what it is. And Pornhub likes to argue that ID verification drives down their traffic by 80%. But that poses the question, should a company that can't function properly without proper ID verification even be allowed to function? Yeah, let's expand on that on the other side. We'll be right back. I'm not on team NFL. I'm not on team NBA. I'm not on team Olympics. I'm not on team globalist or wokeism in the new world order. I'm on team humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. Please listen to me very carefully. If you don't have enough vitamin D3 in your body, which particularly happens in the winter months because sun and your skin produce vitamin D3 naturally. If you don't have enough vitamin D in your body, you will get viral infections and the viruses will replicate in your body. That's the number one cause of viral infection and viral replication and illness. Vitamin D3 is so incredibly important. We have the highest quality organic vitamin D3 back in stock, winter sun, for 40% off with free shipping and double Patriot points for the new year. So this 2024, do the right thing. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Get Winter Sun at InfoWarsStore.com. And then more importantly, take it. It's the highest quality. Winter Sun, 40% off, free shipping, double Patriot points, InfoWarsStore.com. But whatever you do, get vitamin D3 organic and take it. Vitamin D3 is beyond critical. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com today. Infowars.com forward slash show. Well, thanks to the work of Arden Young and Sound Investigations, people are learning more about the sordid details of the porn industry and, in fact, how many a time they are consciously trying to make decisions to find ways around protecting children and themselves against lawsuit. Here, here's a video that's making its rounds. Arden has shared this as well. 
This is Solomon Friedman, and there's some more interesting information uh, about this individual. He's coaching defense attorneys on uh, how to get sex offenders lesser sentences here in clip 12. Parliament seems to have accepted as a basic penological principle that sentences have a general and specific deterring effect. Um, if you look at the evidence, your mileage may vary. But in fact, maybe this is a good case study of that not working. But hey, that will get you nowhere in court. Or, or we could argue that we arrived at this place because we had adopted that prior view for a long time. And so maybe we're here because the uh, conditional sentences or the intermittent sentences that we were imposing in 2000. What do you do when uh, Carrie or one of her colleagues has made this case about more than just your client, made it about asking the court to try to stem this larger sociological tie and to use, to be very plain about it, to use years in jail as a way of addressing that. So what you want to do is take your offender and distinguish them from these larger trends. That is to say, yes, this is happening and this evidence is not contested, but my case is different. So. You want to distinguish your client on the basis of not just the number of images. That was an old game that was, oh, X number of images that nets you this amount. You have to go farther than that because um, as we'll talk about, we talk about viewing the images in court, the trial judge viewing a representative sample. There are some images where if you have one of them, you know, you'd rather have hundreds of a different type or a, a, there, there, there are images that are just, you know, on their own are so horrific. So you want to look really, and I say look, Try to avoid looking if you can, but be able to categorize this in terms of what type of collection is this. So, so that's just a general law conference. I'm not sure that has anything to do with the adult film industry in in, in that context. That's just a larger um, criminal law conference that he's speaking at. But, but, um, Arden, I'm a little stunned here at, at some of the details I'm learning. And correct me if I'm wrong. This individual is a lawyer. Uh, this individual is an ordained rabbi. And this is the yes. owner of Pornhub? This is the new owner of Pornhub. So Solomon Friedman, who you see in the video, uh, is was a defense attorney, represented pedophiles, um, predators, child pornographers. You see him speaking at that legal conference in Canada um, on a child pornography panel specifically for child pornography. And um, he is a founding member of Ethical Capital Partners, a private equity firm that was formed, I believe, in 2022. And just in early 2023, Ethical Capital Partners acquired Pornhub's parent company, ALO. So he is now the owner of Pornhub and its parent company, ALO. And according to him, he's very committed to um, continuing to make Pornhub and his parent company the leader in adult industry ethics and compliance. I mean, if I'm just looking at this from a neutral perspective, I say, okay, I guess it would make sense for the largest porn manufacturer in, in the world, porn producer in the world, to want to hire a defense attorney with, with that type of experience. But then... When you hear his approach, I mean, again, he's a defense attorney, so I guess it makes sense, but it's just like they're essentially saying, yeah, you know, uh, we're involved uh, winningly or unwittingly, I suppose, in the production of child pornography, and, and here's how we can try to um, avoid larger sentences. 
Yeah, you know, um, I do definitely see the fact that it is literally or was literally his job to defend child sex offenders. However, um, I think it takes a disturbing person to actually choose that job. Like, I think we should actually question the ethics of anyone who decides, hey, I'm going to defend child sex offenders and child Because he wasn't doing this as a public defender. Uh, no, I, he's a criminal defense attorney. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he was asked to speak at conferences. I think he really made a name for himself as a really reputable guy uh, in that industry. So now, you know formed a private equity firm and is now uh, responsible for MindGeek, now known as ALO, that owns Pornhub. And so he is really, really uh, reportedly committed to making it the beacon of ethics. But, you know, I, I really think he's just good at manipulating things, as you see in the video. And I, I really think that Pornhub is the same as it ever was internally they're just better at covering things up now well yeah imagine saying i'm going to turn the adult film industry into a force for good i mean at its very nature i don't that that seems like hyperbole to me yeah i don't i don't know who could honestly claim that the adult industry could be a force for good i sort of respect the argument that it may be a necessary evil like maybe it shouldn't be illegal but that it's a force for good is definitely a stretch i think any reasonable person could acknowledge that i mean i guess it would be one thing obviously they're making hundreds of millions of dollars they could give some of that money to stop child sex trafficking, uh, you know, they could try to bring awareness to that. Instead, it sounds like, in a way, they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, well, their own employees say that their concern about the underage content, the illegal content, it's all lip service. When employees try to bring it up internally, they're just shot down by the higher-ups. They're ignored, it's never addressed, or they're just told to forget about it. And one of the employees we recorded was actually so disturbed that her concerns weren't being addressed that she quit. She did the right thing and left the company. Yeah, you know, we hear from mostly men, obviously, in, in your undercover videos. I guess I would ask this now then. Is it mostly men that are in these roles? Is, do women not want anything to do with it outside of, I guess, being on camera? You know, it seemed to me that it was primarily men, but we did see some women. I did record um, one woman who was a compliance employee for Traffic Junkie, the advertising platform. Um, and I also recorded some phone calls with women who worked as customer service reps for the advertising platform as well. Um, there are female software engineers who work there that we've spoken to, um, but it, it does seem like primarily something a man uh, gets into and has less of an issue with. It's all pretty stunning stuff. I, I do want to ask you, we'll come back in the next segment and, and talk about should it be legal or not or that, but let, let's talk about the age verification stuff quickly because... I think there's multiple arguments here. Well, parents need to be more responsible. 
Uh, I mean, there is a bit of an issue, I think. I have one, too, as somebody that fears uh, tyrannical government, specifically on the Internet. Mm -hmm. If you start to introduce stuff like this, can it eventually be used to have social credit scores, you know, permanent IDs for the Internet? They can stop you from using the Internet for any reason, watching the show, let alone watching adult content. So, I mean, where do you kind of fall on that argument? That's a good question. I'm definitely very, very pro-free speech. Um, and, you know, Pornhub has taken the stance that I'm trying to shut down free speech by trying to get, you know, these ID verification laws in place, all the while threatening me to take down the videos that I completely legally recorded. Um, so they're trying to shut down my free speech. So I think that just shows their hypocrisy. They're only out to look out for themselves. All they care about is the profits. They do not care who gets hurt. They do not care if a child sees their content. Well, they recognize they your reporting. Care. In your reporting, they recognize that age verification laws would reduce traffic by 80 percent. Yeah, that was actually in one of their official statements. They, One of the states that decided to actually comply with the ID verification law was Louisiana, and they reported or com really complained that traffic had been shut down or driven down in Louisiana after the ID laws were implemented by 80%. So their argument that those laws would be detrimental to their business. And, and that's my question. If properly verifying age is detrimental to your business, do you have a legitimate business? And I don't think they can claim that they do. I, I really don't think so. Quickly, did you ever hear from any of the actual... Uh, film stars, we'll call them, coming after you, or did you? Was that silence? No, so far that's been silence. Luckily, I don't, I don't want any of that. <laughs> I, I would be curious to see how they feel about that. My guess is they would be against all of this stuff because this is the stuff that would probably, if anything, is going to end their industry. It's going to be stuff like this. All right, we'll ask the ultimate question on the other side. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Delving deep into the heart of globalist plans, it's Owen Schroyer. All right, Arden Young, undercover journalist, exposing some of the more sordid details behind the porn industry. And so let's let's ask the ultimate question here. It gets debated every once in a while. Should pornography be illegal? Arden, what do you think? Um, you know, I honestly think the question of should it be illegal is irrelevant to the fact that realistically, I don't think it will ever be. 
The way that I see it is, um, you know, people were lied to for so many years about cigarette use. So we had doctors, you know, doing commercials about how cigarettes were healthy and it was a healthy appetite suppressant. And we all know that that was propaganda. It was totally false. Cigarettes are horrible for your health. They're detrimental to your health. And I kind of view pornography the same way. I think informed consent is extremely important. So can is pornography going to be outlawed? Probably not. But can we spread awareness and let people know the genuine health and societal implications of pornography usage? Yes, I think that's realistic. I think that we can change the paradigm of a culture and educate people on how pornography is detrimental to not only your physical health, but your spiritual health, um, that there's societal implications as well, and that these people at the top of these huge corporations feeding you the pornography know it's addictive, know it's like a drug, and they're doing it anyway. And not only that, they're trying to push different types of sexual inclinations onto you. That's not healthy. That's not good. Um, so people need to know what is happening. And if they still decide to use adult legal porn after that, then you know what? So be it. I think that's, that's my- a, I think that's a reasonable and fair response to the question. So, I mean, I guess your answer is, is obviously no. Should it be illegal? I, I would, I would probably answer no with that as well. I, I think the, the, the interesting the interesting angles of this would be, and we kind of brought this up earlier, you can probably never ban it from the Internet or make it illegal on the Internet. If you if you want to lean on the side of freedom, then, then ultimately I think that that's where this goes. But I would argue with platforms like Twitter that it should be banned on Twitter or X. I don't think that that should be allowed on X um, for many reasons. And unfortunately, and I'm sure that you've probably realized this as well, the algorithms at Twitter or X are so good since you've been exposing Pornhub, if you type that in to your post, all of a sudden the algorithm will start feeding that into your feed and these yeah. people that share that content will start sharing it into your uh, posts as well. So I'd like to see at least some of these platforms decide, hey, we're not going to house this content, X being one of them. And and then maybe, I mean, maybe the debate is, if you try to find a way to get it off the internet, you can still go get it at, uh, you know, adult film stores or whatever where you can show your ID, um, like I guess how, mm-hmm. how it used to be so that kids couldn't access it so easily. But I would argue yeah, actually cigarettes are probably better for your health and culture than porn is. <laughs> I think you're probably right. But, you know, I, I think that's true with it. With a site like Twitter that wants to be the public square of social media, which I really do think it's becoming, um, you know, we don't allow brothels in the public square where kids are, you know, potentially. Or I don't things know. Like you ever that. been to the French you... Quarter in New Orleans? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, but, well. um, but I think that, yeah, there should be a separate place on the Internet if if pornography is on the Internet that people go to to specifically watch that. But there needs to be some sort of thing that definitely doesn't let kids in. Um, there needs to be some reasonable effort to not let kids in. And it can't just be, a, are you 18? Because what kid is going to be like, oh, no, I'm not. Or, or just a button that <laughs> says, quick, no. you know, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like a button you just hit when they when they share these images and you just hit the button and then it opens it yeah. up. It doesn't. Yeah, even, it, no, exactly. And, and some of the sites don't even have that. 
So um, yeah. there really is no type of thing that prevents Well, well this was very informative. Uh, you did great work. Thank you for your time. Where can people follow you and follow whatever's coming next in your uh, young journalistic career? Yeah, X is best, Arden underscore Young underscore, or the Sound Investigations Twitter page. Thank you so much for having Christmas 365 days a year when you're an illegal immigrant. Just just gifts nonstop from the American taxpayer, from plane rides, bus tickets, car rides, three hot meals a day, a hotel suite. Yeah. For you and I, we celebrate Christmas during Christmas time, but for the illegal immigrants, that's Christmas all year long. We've got two guests in studio with us. Carlos Ariano and Hernando Arce, and we're going to be talking about what happens at the southern border. And once they get in, uh, they've been covering this, exposing this for years. And I'm not sure where I want to start with you guys other than just to say when you look at the news just from today, and obviously this has been going on since Biden got into office, but just from today, 15,000 illegal immigrants in one day. Um there's now a new business where you sell bikes in Mexico City and they just ride their bikes across the border. Governor Abbott says, oh, police are going to arrest illegal immigrants in Texas now. I doubt a single one will be arrested. So, I mean, but but you've been covering this. Is it just numb to you or is it still frustrating every day when you wake up and see the same headlines day after day after day? Well, first off, thank you. Owen, for giving us the honor to be on your show. Good to see you out of jail. Um, and yes, I, I've been documenting the uh, illegal human trafficking center in San Antonio, Texas, since the day they opened up last year in July is when they opened their doors. And it is frustrating, but uh, we have a mission to save the country. Uh, I'm here with Carlos. We're, we're shaking bake together. And uh, we're, that's our job is to, is to show because the fake media is not showing the, the truth of what's going on. Yeah, that's Hernando Arce, at Hernando Arce on Twitter, or uh, X now is where you can follow all of his videos from the southern border. And then also Carlos with us, at Carlos2S's Tex. And you've actually, um, you've had to lose your job because of the whistleblowing whistleblowing you did on this. Yeah, that was a row NYC in New York City. So they fired me for, they actually caught me trying to record inside the hotel. And uh, you needed it, you needed to be a little more subtle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was my first <laughs> time doing it, but uh, five minutes after they caught me trying to record, I tried to log in into the system to where you can see all the all the illegals in the New York City shelter system. And just literally five minutes after, I my I was locked out. I was locked out of my New York City email address. I was locked out of everything. And you know, you you get the. <laughs> The point there is I'm gone. But um, what what is it you were trying to expose at that time? So I was trying to expose actually the mail service. So I had a I was a supervisor on the second shift, a site administrator. And there was 200 people below me in that shift from 2 to 1030. And I was trying to record the group of staff that had to hand deliver mail to every room on 28 floors in the row NYC. So everything you mentioned uh, on top Wait, of this that, is mail going to illegal immigrants? Yes, yes, yes. In the hotels? In the hotels. In so, the hotels. and the U.S. taxpayer is paying for these hotels. Yes. And yes. somehow this is a residency enough for these illegal immigrants that it's considered their address? Exactly. And they can receive mail? Exactly. So <laughs> They blocked me from getting mail. <laughs> every That's day right. Every day there was food stamps, food stamped cards. Uh, New York, NYC IDs coming in. Okay, so a lot of this is, 
either paperwork or handouts or, like you said, IDs. So this is a lot of this is just coming from the government. From the government, exactly. And and also what gets lost in all this is paperwork saying, uh, hey, you're supposed to be quarantined for 30 days because someone in your room had uh, the Zika virus, monkeypox. And when we check the system, uh, they send these letters out and we check the system and they've been out in the city, checked out of the hotel for the past three days. So there's people who are sick, who are just going around New York City, Times Square. So the hotel that I worked at is on is on 700 and 8th Avenue, a block away from Times Square. So all these people who are sick, uh, I had isolation logs where everything you can think of, it was in this hotel. People were sick, touching the buttons, going outside, and they were just roaming around the city, and all that the city would do is just send letters saying, don't go out of your room. But they, so, so no real enforcement? No, no real enforcement at all. And they would tell us, you can't tell them to stay in there. They, the only thing we can do is have the city send, send letters, and that's it. That, that so, the, you know, here's a lot of the problems that people see, and they, they, they ask... Well, why doesn't anybody do something about it? Well, you tried to do something about it. You lost your job. Is that what stops? I mean, I would imagine most people that work and see this might not agree with it or be against it, but they're just, they don't want to lose their jobs. And so they just, as they say, oh, I'm just doing my job. Yes, it's that. And it's also the, you know, because of the money. I was making 42 an hour when I first started. And by the end of it, I was up to 46, 48. Hmm. And uh, this, that's the, what people are getting paid, 30s, 40s. Some people are in the 50s an hour. And then overtime. So it's, it's a lucrative do- job to be a you know, human trafficker, essentially, a government human trafficker. No, exactly, exactly. Because uh, by the, some people are on 12-hour shifts. So by Wednesday, Thursday, they're in overtime. They're getting time and a half. So paychecks at these hotels range from 3000 sometimes as high as 5K a week. Now, where's all this money coming from? Is this HHS money? So a lot of it, so all all these companies who are running these hotels in New York City, Chicago, they're all the ones who have contracts with HHS in Texas, Florida, California. So that's how I got involved. They called these companies and said, hey, we need people with experience to come open up these hotels on the East Coast. Who do you recommend? And they recommended me because I've been doing this for two administrations. So that's how I ended up in New York City. Two administrations. So Trump and then Biden? Trump and Biden. What was the difference? So the difference was uh, just the amount of people. There was times during the Trump administration where I wouldn't get called for work for two months. And I used to freak out because I used to, you know, you don't work, you don't get paid. And I used to say, maybe I need to find something else because I can't pay the bills this way. And so, so if you're a government, if you're a government human trafficking mule, you're out of work when Trump's in office. Correct, correct, correct. There was times where I wouldn't hear for two months. Guys, pull up the uh, HHS annual budget because we got a pretty good idea where this is going now. And uh, the other thing too is, so during during the Trump administration, it was a lot of. Um, so, for example, the kids. You know, my first my first job that I blew the whistle on uh they tell you things like oh he's separating kids he's he's a monster but they don't tell you that he separate he was the reason for the separation was because obama policies carried over to the trump administration and there was a certain 
policy that Obama placed where if you're a family unit, you come in first no matter what. So a lot of people from Central America, South America were kidnapping kids. So a lot of the reason why people were being put in cages was because the guy in the cage uh, had just had a child confess, that guy's not my father, that guy was raping me along the way here. Or, Or were they doing the DNA test at the time? Yeah, so during the Trump administration, DNA testing all the time. I could, as an NGO contractor, I could request a DNA test because a kid told me something. But under the Biden administration, it's don't speak up, know your place, you're just a contractor. You, you, yeah, because they don't do the DNA testing anymore. Yeah, they don't. By the way, for the uh, audio audience here, 1.7 trillion annual budget for HHS. So now we got a pretty good idea where that's going. A lot of it just, I guess, own a hotel in a Democrat city. You're going to get a little bit of that. Uh, so, I mean, wow, when I hear you report this, I'm thinking, I can't help but think that they knew consciously from Obama, now Biden, that not doing the DNA testing and allowing the families to come in first was going to be a massive way to smuggle children into this country mm-hmm. or anybody really. And, and another thing that they would do is say a child was coming here to Austin and everybody in the home, including aunts, uncles, cousins, they all used to have to get a background check. If you're going to live in the home where a child or an unaccompanied minor is going to, everybody in the house needs a background check. Under the Biden administration, they waived that background check in 2021. So for, for since 2021, there's no more backgrounds for anybody in the homes. I mean, the concern here is obviously stopping children from being raped, sex trafficked. I mean, would it be fair to say that the Biden administration is now facilitating these horrible incidents? 100% because they, it's not just me. There's other people out there who've blown the whistle. There's people who've testified in Congress regarding the unaccompanied minor program, and they're not doing anything. And I've had conversations with people in D.C., and they they asked me, okay, Carlos, we'll we'll talk, we'll see what we can do for you, but it has to be off the record. Well, you need to be a witness. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping, and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products, and it'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, 
This Survival Silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal Silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Done we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. The ancient Yuletide Carol. Christmas 365 days a year when you're an illegal immigrant. Whatever you want for free. And I guess if you're a Democrat hotel owner in one of these uh, sanctuary cities, you get a nice fat paycheck too, part of the HHS $1.7 trillion annual budget. They also get a discretionary budget of just shy of $150 billion. So they're doing well. They're doing quite well over there. It's your money they're stealing and providing uh, the border invasion with. By the way, we do have some submissions. Hashtag Biden border invasion. We'll be uh, reading some of those as well. I, I want to let Carlos finish up here again. Uh, HHS whistleblower. Um, just just talking about some of the craziest stuff that you witnessed. I mean, the biggest story here has to be this was because we were getting into some of the congressional testimony. And you should probably be called as a, as a witness, if not today, maybe sometime next year um, when this comes up again, I'm sure. Why would they be making a policy to get children in, to have children used as a, a pawn, basically, to get illegal immigrants in, not do the DNA testing? They shut that down. I mean, to me, there's only one assumption here. The whole, the whole reason why you do the DNA testing and do the background checks is to protect the children. They've removed all the protection of the children with this policy. I mean, what else can you assume except they're intentionally trying to facilitate child trafficking? No, exactly. And I don't know. I think you're talking about the, the rule change or... So there's this thing... Uh, they were trying to pass a rule, and they were basically trying to codify everything that HHS or R does. And what that means is, say a child was to be raped in a Walmart uh, children camp, concentra- concentration camp or one of the hotels, it would become illegal if that child was to, was to tell me or any other staff member and the staff member would go report it to the authorities. It would make it legal for the NGO to fire the staff member for going to the authorities. And there, it's one of the things that they were trying to get away with. Away I, I with. can't even comprehend this. Yeah. You're telling me reporting a child getting sexually assaulted or raped becomes a fireable offense? Yeah, exactly. So they, what HHS and ORR are trying to do, what the Biden administration is trying to do is that they want to make it legal to handle everything in-house, and they want to make it illegal uh, uh, for you, for a staff member, to go and report it. So they want to cover their end on lawsuits, and they want to make it harder for whistleblowers to come forward. And Senator Grassley's office recently did a press release where 30, 39 other senators signed a letter saying, hey, if you don't fix this rule change, we'll make sure we stop it. And they... I don't know what's going on recently with that, but they're trying. Nothing. 
yeah, yeah. But they're trying they don't do anything. To, yeah, they don't. They don't do anything. It's. I'm sick of it. Yeah. The, we can call it the Biden border invasion, and that's fair enough. But the Republicans are just as responsible for this as everybody else. Well, well, I've had so many people in Texas. So I had this one specific conversation with someone in Texas who said, "We don't mess with the NGOs because they help Texas out in the foster care system." So they're in other words, cha-ching, baby. Mm-hmm, exactly. Basically telling me. Hey Carlos, we hear you. We know we know what you've been saying, but we're not going to do anything about it because we're not going to risk re- losing that with the NGOs who help us out not only with the unaccompanied migrant children but with the foster care system in Texas. It's all about the Benjamins. Now, uh, so this is some of the craziest stuff you're ever going to hear, folks. I mean, we're talking about all the protection mechanisms put in place to stop children from being trafficked and raped. And the Biden administration yanked them all facilitating these horrid, uh, horrible activities. Now, another thing, and Hernando, I know you experienced this. We were talking in the break, and I experienced this too. They have fake taxi cabs. They have fake taxi cabs. Now, what we witnessed, and I want to hear your story here, and I know you shot a video of this as well, and and you guys can shoot some of that B-roll. This is all on his Twitter account. But there's a cab. It goes from the illegal immigrant facility, and it takes him to the airport. And I think it took him some other places too. But we, we tracked its uh, activity for a couple days. And it just does loops, just one cab. And so one day we were like, let's look this tab com- uh, cab company up. Let's call this phone number on the side of it. And what we realized is that no such cab company existed. And the phone number on the side of it was just a personal cell phone number. It, it was literally a fake cab. Why would you even take the effort? to pretend you're a cab service unless you're trying to cover something up. Absolutely. Well, you know what the problem is, is that when you come here illegally, you're already breaking the law. And if you're willing to break one law, you'll break more laws. So what we're seeing here at these facilities, uh, these uh, illegal migration human trafficking centers is a black market, Owen. Uh, And in the video, you're seeing a illegal taxi driver, a female taxi driver, uh, dropping off illegals that came in from Eagle, pa- Eagle Pass. That's probably a $100 to $200 run in terms of the cost that these illegals uh, paid the cabbie. Uh, and, uh, you know, she confronts me and she calls the police on me. She's, she's operating an illegal. That's not an Uber because they're transacting right there in cash. So I got I caught her in video, and then she has the audacity to 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 call nine one one on me. Yeah, they did the same to us. They called the cops on us. And, of course, you're not breaking any laws. No. Uh, and that's not the only thing going on. There's a black market outside. They're selling drugs, cigarettes, single cigarettes for a dollar, these illegals. Uh, there's prostitution going on in the back of the center. Um, and there's also wire transferring. These, uh, these, these, these uh, uh, illegal aliens are staying there, and that's where they do business now, where they actually charge 30% if you want to get your cash out. And you're looking at the video there of uh, your, your, your B-roll uh, in McAllen, and that's, that's a coyote right there. Yeah, and that's the crazy part about this. You can go to – well, how many different points, legal points of entry have you been to and witnessed this? Well, uh, me personally, I've been to Eagle Pass, and my, my st- I live in San Antonio, so I'm getting all the footage of San Antonio, but I was at Eagle Pass a month, a month ago. And San Antonio becomes kind of a, a standing ground, if you will, for about four or five of the illegal points of entry. I think El Paso, they probably come through there as well. Oh, yeah. They're coming in from El, um, El Paso, Del Rio – Eagle Pass, and then uh, RGW, Rio Grande Valley, McAllen. So we get in all, all of those ports. They're all coming to San Antonio. San Antonio is like a real fast uh, depot area where they could take a shower at the center, get a, get a meal, and then they have to buy an airline ticket to go into the interior. 
Carlos, how much do you know about the money that goes towards these Catholic uh, facilities? Because, uh, guys, I, I may have sent you one of these videos. There's pictures of this, too. Like, for example, when we were down there, we noticed that there were a lot of Catholic churches involved. There was a huge Catholic facility in Rio Grande Valley. It was like one of the biggest. I mean, a massive, huge compound. I mean, this this church had a very nice facility, and they were facilitating the illegal immigration. There was one in Arizona. It just so happened that, um, you know, the Turning Point USA event was in Arizona. So a lot of the conservative journalists are leaving last night and this morning, and what do they see at the airport? Hundreds of illegal immigrants. And they find the paper with some a Catholic charity at the top. How much of this money goes from, is it HHS that's funding the Catholic charities? Or what is their motive? I mean, obviously they're getting paid. So I have two experiences with Catholic charities. One experience with Catholic charities is when I was the site administrator for the Roe NYC in New York, in the system, I could see uh, the bus tickets, the plane tickets that are coming from McAllen, from San Antonio, and everybody coming to New York City. Mm. So the number one name that I would see uh, the charity that was paying for the most tickets was Catholic Charities for New York City. And it was just mm. constant Greyhound, Greyhound, Greyhound. And then it was United Airlines, American, Delta. And a lot of people think it's Greg Abbott who's sending the most uh, illegals to New York City. It's not. All right, we got to take a break. We'll continue this on the other side. This is just this is the Biden border invasion. This is the Biden illegal immigrant pipeline. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, we've got some submissions here because this is, we looked it up. It won't be printed in the history books unless I guess maybe I'm the editor. This is the largest invasion in the history of the planet. It, it used to be Barbarossa at 3.8 million troops invading. Uh, but now this is the um, the Biden invasion, and it's uh, well over 5 million, really probably closer to 6 or 7. So it really has doubled Barbarossa. So this is the largest invasion in the history of planet Earth, at least in recorded history. So congratulations to everybody involved, the Democrats, the Republicans, Joe Biden and his administration. Uh, you can all wear that badge of honor. Uh, Greg Abbott, this one's on you. The Border Patrol, everybody else. We've got some submissions here. Uh, Louis, Beijing Biden's open border bonanza. It's a little wordy for me. I'm looking for something a little cleaner. Uh, I need something a little cleaner than that. Biden broke the border. Uh, no, 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 no. I need something that just rolls off the tongue. The Great Southern Sponge. 
Guys, I'm not getting that one at all. I, I don't know why you even printed that for me. You can do better. Border Palooza. Biden's Border Palooza. Not bad. Not bad. Biden Border Palooza. Biden's sniffing board surge. Okay, well, you're trying to mix two things into one here, but all right, respect. The Great Invasion. It is the Great Invasion. The Great Invasion. It is definitely the Great Invasion. There's no doubt about that. The greatest, actually, uh, uh, as far as numbers are concerned. It's the all-time. It's the all-time leader. Border disorder. Biden's border disorder. Biden-Bama-busted border. Why did Bama? What are you like a Roll Tide fan or something? What is that? Hunter's Opioid Highway. Hunter's Opioid Highway. Reaching for two, uh, <laughs> reaching for two topics there, but not bad. There were some other ones in here that uh, Biden's border palooza. Hold, on, let me see if I can find some of these other ones that um, that I saw. Well, I'll, I'll look them up in the break. and We'll read off a couple more here. But wow, guys, roll some of this B-roll for me uh, that we have just of all the illegal immigrants. At the southern border right now. Just just roll a bunch of this B-roll on the screen. A lot of great reporters out there uh, covering this, like uh, Jorge Ventura. Uh, Bill Melagin is out there. Obviously, Hernando, you're out there a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is kind of what's been bothering me lately is how can – it's, 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 it's like Twilight Zone mind-numbing that this has been going on for three years, and it's like we feel helpless – it's like, it's like we feel helpless. We all know this is going on. We're all ticked off about it. We all know how wrong and illegal it is. We get a bunch of lip service from our, our government, but, but nobody ever does anything. I mean, how, it's like, how do you explain that, this, this feeling of helplessness that everybody knows this is going on, everybody knows it's illegal and wrong, and yet we just sit here and watch it day after day after day? Yes. Well, you know, I'm doing a new hashtag. It's called No One Is Coming To Save You. Because no one is coming to save you to your audience. Your governor is not going to coming to save you. Your sheriff is not coming to save you. Your DA is not coming to save you. Your police are not coming to save you. God knows the FBI is not coming to save you. So uh, we're well, they're coming to get you. They're coming to get you. I, I, I'm going to steal. A, I'm going to steal a line from a guy named Jason Jones. He's also out there. He's a special forces kind of guy. And he said in an interview, illumination leads to elimination. And that's what I try to do. I try to illuminate with my phone. And I'm a one-man show. I just have an iPhone. And I'm there at the center 24-7, sometimes at 2 in the morning, in the night, by myself. Okay? And I've had, I've had uh, my car vandalized. Not by these illegals, but by the NGOs. Threw gasoline on my car and wanted to blow it up. That's just well, one. Because they, they don't want you to stop their bread and butter from coming in. Of course not. But the illumination leads to elimination. So my call to my call to arms, peaceful arms, is is for you Americans to stand up and start recording. Because if we can embarrass these these congressmen and these politicians, because calling the politicians doesn't work anymore. They got us into this mess. Both the D party and the R party. Both got us into the mess because the D wants the, the, the vote voters and the R party wants the cheap labor to work at Tyson's chickens. So forget about calling your congressman. But I say pick up the phone and start recording just like I do. I'm just a regular citizen, Owen. Well, and, you know, people see the video when I go down there, too, and they're like, oh, well, this is a hero. Well, then, well, you got to be the hero. I mean, I, I, I can't – I'm no hero. I'm just a guy like you. It's like I pick up a phone, I record what's going on. If you consider that heroic work, then anybody can do it. So anybody can be a hero in that sense. But let's pick it up where we left off. So you'd think Catholic Church – you know, Christianity, they'd want to help stop human trafficking and child trafficking. Instead, they get paid to facilitate it. So you were getting into how this all works and why they get all the funding, because 
uh, every time there, in some way, shape, or form, there's a Catholic charity involved in this. Yeah, so uh, I was explaining how everybody thinks it's Governor Greg Abbott who's sending the most illegals to New York. It's not. It's federal taxpayer money that's being given to all these NGOs like Catholic Charities. And I that was my my experience in New York with Catholic Charities. But my other experience with Catholic Charities was when I would do the charter, uh, the private charter trips with the NGO MBM, moving the children around. So we used to fly into the East Coast, start in El Paso, Texas, Midland, Texas, Finish off, uh, finish off in North Carolina, Georgia, and then go up to Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut. And a lot of these places where we would deliver these children to, the only thing we could see was uh, the name of the organization, Catholic Charities, First Baptist Church, whatever. It's always a church's name, but the number one was always Catholic Charities. And they would be accepting three children from Central America, two children from South America, and uh, one child from Asia. And it's, it's uh, how do you deliver all these kids from all these different places to one home to Catholic Charities and then continue on and do the same again? And it's Catholic Charities again over and over and over. And uh, so they, they do things like this. And uh, uh, in, in Texas, uh, a lot of people think it's, oh... Uh, the it, it's hard to explain it, Owen, because I I struggle with it because sometimes you lose people. But Catholic charities could mean more than one company, but they all use it under the Catholic Church, you know. So I it's so it's like an umbrella, an umbrella, an umbrella. An umbrella. So there's a bunch of different organizations that just operate under whatever Catholic charities. Correct. And correct. Those. Correct. So there's. Is that to keep their names clean or what, what – how does – is that to keep the paperwork clean or what? I honestly think, in my opinion, is to throw everybody off because the moment I start talking – so, for example, the New York City thing, when uh, the reporter I worked with, she, uh, she was making contact and uh, the city of uh, – people from the New York Post, people from the New York Times were calling the city and they were all – Oh, hey, uh, we want to confirm Carlos works at the Royal NYC. But it's such a, a tangled web because I was working for a company called Favorite Healthcare Staffing. My paycheck stub said Favorite Healthcare Staffing. But on site, I was taking orders from a company called SLS Health. So I'm getting paid by one company, but the, my bosses who I would say, hey, this guy beat the shit out of his wife. What do I do? They were employees of a company called SLS Health. Meanwhile, I had a New York City uh, email address. I had a New York uh, City, a New York City badge. I had everything a New York City employee has. So, so, the, so essentially, the government is outsourcing these services. Correct. But really, they're, I mean, they're almost kind of laundering the money. Correct. Is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, here's here's how I view it. And I don't, I'm not saying this is an exact example, but let's say I have a. Let's say I have a kitchen or a food truck in McAllen, and maybe I do. Let's say I sun, Let's say I sell a hundred units of whatever a day. Well, now I'm feeding this kitchen of illegal immigrants. Now I'm selling ten thousand units a day. Boy, I've got a lucrative business now. I don't want that to stop. Say you're a hotel company. Let's say you've got a hundred rooms rented a night. Well, now that the illegal immigrant uh, facilitation happening, now you're renting a thousand rooms a night, and it's all paid for by HHS. But they put different names on the checks. Correct. 
Correct. And the other thing, too, here is that uh, when they, they point the finger at each other. So they say, oh, Carlos is saying this about you guys at this site. And they say, well, you know what? He's getting paid by this company. Go talk to them. So they all just point the fingers back at each other. And the crazy part is the people who were my main bosses in New York City, when I used to talk to them, when the times that they were on site, they were never on site. Most of the time was through Microsoft Team Chat or through the phone. Um, oh, yeah, that's very yeah. serious stuff. Yeah. We all know how serious those meetings are. All right, we'll be right back. One more segment with our two guests. Don't go anywhere. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping, and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products, and it'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Infowars.com forward slash show. here carlos ariano you can find him at carlos two s's tex and then hernando arce and follow him as well at hernando arce and they're both uh, reporting on all kinds of activity going on with the illegal immigration pipeline and so i mean 
this is our last segment with you two. I don't know if there's anything that uh, you feel we need to address before we go. I'd like the crew to just continue to roll this B-roll that's uh, coming out. I mean, Hernando, you, you've asked people about the uh, the testing with the DNA. You've shown the fake uh, you've shown the, the, the fake cabs. You've shown the trafficking going on in San Antonio. Oh, what about the trash? Here's a story that a lot of people like to talk about. Or or the point you made in the break at how you always hear the left talk about the separation of church and state. But when it's facilitating a human trafficking, child trafficking operation, uh, church and state seems to be uh, hand in hand and nobody even says anything. Absolutely. Uh that's always what the left say. And uh, the center does have a, a lot of garbage and trash that these illegals do. They, def- they defecate around the perimeter of the center. And you have San Antonio Sanitation have to come every day to clean up their messes. There you have it on video. Uh, but I'd also like to point out real quick is that uh, there was an illegal uh, secret hangar behind the airport. Because this is how the, the, the center works. Because they get 1,000 illegals a day, Owen. And for them to move the new, uh, the, these illegals, they have to put them at a hangar, which I helped expose two months ago where I got arrested. I got arrested at a public airport for, for do- trying to document the illegals coming off a bus into a private hangar that no one knew about that the citizens of Texas did not give authorization to do. Yeah, they arrest you, but the illegal immigrants fly all around the country. Yeah, yeah here's, here's footage of some of the uh, secret planes you're talking about, the unmarked uh, airplanes that they fly in on. That's right. And the Carlos was involved with that operation. So uh, I joined the club of being arrested, just like my cap says, tyranny response team. I got this on Infowars.com. That's a cheap plug right there for your company. <laughs> Infowarsstore.com. That hat is now a relic. That hat is now like a, a piece of history, actually. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, no one's coming to save you, America. Uh, if I was, if I was your audience, please, and I'm sure they are, uh, prepare for 2024. It's going to be a roller coaster year. Mm-hmm. A roller coaster that's like roller coaster would be fun. I mean, this thing is going to be uh, off the rails. Um, Carlos, what about for you? Anything uh, we don't want to leave behind here? No, just what what's been said already. You know, we need more people helping out. And it's as simple as taking your phone out, start recording, and that's what the NGOs hate the most when there's video proof out there on the internet is what makes them nervous about losing their money and uh we need to do it more because that people start saying oh well that video's three years old it's not happening anymore we need videos every day and just like you were saying those uh uh the reporters from turning point at who were at the turning point event i saw the videos at the airports in phoenix and we need more of that because all the airports now are just packed with people writing what would you say to somebody maybe that is thinking about becoming a whistleblower but might have cold feet what would you say to somebody like that that might be tuned in right now? So I I like to say that it's been an interesting road, but in the end, you, you feel a lot better mentally and you got some peace of mind. So I would say uh, you need to do it because it's not it sounds scary at first, but uh, it, it's been really helpful. And, you know, and a lot of stress has been relieved from. I used to be worried every day, like, how can I keep working in this? And, you know, you just got to take the plunge and speak out because we we need it right now. We need it right now. It's going to get worse. All right. L- l- let's talk about it getting worse. Here's Jorge Ventura talking about who's been down there covering the border for years now. Uh, he does great work. Here he is talking about it's the worst he's ever seen it in clip 18. 
back here in Eagle Pass and look at the scenes right now. We have over 2,000 migrants awaiting to be processed. And this new line of hundreds of migrants will be joining this. Over 2,000 migrants awaiting to be processed here. Just a field full of illegal immigrants. Just a whole giant field. It's about a football field size. Eagle Pass, as you guys can clearly see, Border Patrol just does not have the manpower to process this amount of migrants. Many of these migrants actually arrived yesterday and they're still awaiting to be processed. CBP actually announcing that the international railway crossing, they had to suspend those operations and pull those agents to here to process migrants quicker. But here it's a dire situation. Local resources are just completely overwhelmed. Federal resources are completely overwhelmed. And right now there are no signs of slowing down here in Eagle Pass. And just take one more look. We have another line of hundreds of migrants joining this over 2,000 here in Eagle Pass. And this is an area that I've been reporting on for the last three years. And here in Eagle Pass, we're accustomed to seeing the big groups come in, but nothing quite like this. So this situation is right, very so, so worst you've seen it, uh, Hernando, is this right the worst now, you've seen it? You've been covering this for years. I've been covering it for over 10 years. I started in New York. I'm a, a political refugee that escaped from New York City, the People's Republic of New York. I've never seen it like this ever. Speaking of New York City, let's go there now, where they had a sanctuary city policy, and they said, if you're an illegal immigrant, come here, we'll accept you. Well, now that they realize what a disaster it is, they're saying, wait a second, we didn't mean that. Keep them in Republican states. Um, that's uh, what's going on here in clip 12. The issue is not just how we respond in this the is city Chicago, of Chicago, actually. It's the fact that we have a governor. A governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized. And then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness. We have, yeah, we do have, we have it here too. that have been shut down and closed. You yeah, same people here. who are seeking employment. Yeah, same here. The, the governor of Texas <laughs> needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. You know, th this is really... This is not just a Chicago dynamic. Right, that's fine. So that's the mayor of Chicago. Uh, this is Twilight Zone level stuff. As if Texas doesn't have these problems. As if Arizona doesn't have these problems. Oh, only Chicago. Here's what the, here's what the Democrats have realized. Their open border policy hurts them. It hurts them because their voters don't like it. So he goes up there and says, oh, we're stopping the illegal immigrants because it's bad for you, but... You know, screw Texas. They need to have all the illegal immigrants, not us, when it's their own policy that's bringing them in. Yes, and the irony is that Governor Abbott, and I'm not a big fan of Abbott. I think he's their election of duty as our commander-in-chief of Texas because he has the authorization to stop this. But he spent over $80 million of taxpayer dollars in Texas for this campaign. And I, I, I could understand the first time he sent them to Martha Vineyards. I get it, It's politics. But he spent over $80 million of our tax, Texas dollars to, to spend, send out over 100,000 of these illegals into the interior. If you ask me, he's doing a job for Biden. He's doing Biden's administration a favor by doing that. So, no, I'm not happy with Biden, with, all, with Abbott. Here's a uh, activist in Chicago also complaining about it in clip 16. The reality of the situation is, is the mayor has not one time come out and said, we can't take them anymore because they're scared of the Republicans using the PR against them. We have to be honest, this is human capital we're talking about. This is human life. This is a five-year-old boy, a human that just died in these conditions. We have to be honest and say, we cannot take any 
same thing all the cities have done. That's the whole they country. So again, uh, so that's good, guys. So again, it's the same story. They're complaining in Chicago. They're complaining in New York. The so-called sanctuary cities where they said they're all welcome here. And then they say, we can't take them. Someone else has to take them. No, the country can't take them. Why is it they don't understand that dynamic? Are, are, are just liberal Democrats that stupid or that dishonest or both? Well, you know, it's funny is that because Texas is, a, is not a sanctuary state or city. It's not. However, if you go to my time right now, there's hundreds of thousands of them that are there being processed. And a lot of them are staying in Texas, Owen. So, yeah, the hypocrisy of the left, their, their policies failed. That's why they always go back to racism, because that's the only card they could hold is if you're, you're against a border, you're, you're a racist. And I, I'm, a, I'm a Hispanic and I get called racist every day on Twitter. Same here, man. At the Hotel New York, the illegals would get like this close up to my face and they would say, oh, you're a race traitor. You're you're working against the people of your own kind. You'll never be white. And mm. and we know the money that that you ha- that Biden gave us is the, uh, the Biden administration gave money to us and you're keeping it for yourself. And it's like, how do you know what Biden administration is granting money to anybody when you claim that you come from an area of poverty that has no electricity no how are you keeping up with the news like how that's fishy. well it's on their smartphones that they all seem to have brand new smartphones that uh, you know that's a whole nother story wow great stuff here thanks to our in-studio guest carlos ariano at carlos two s's tex and of course hernando arce on twitter as well thank you guys for your time great reporting keep it up you're great americans merry christmas Please do not forget. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888 253 And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well.